This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. How are your investments doing? I know I shouldn't ask. Or maybe you're just thinking it's time to get serious about your investment portfolio. It's always a good time for that. And coming up, we'll talk to the folks at GNF Financial about how to navigate these turbulent times and how to avoid the mistakes that a lot of people are making with their investments. That's coming up. But first, some of the consumer news headlines from the past week. The Better Business Bureau is warning us about what they call zombie and phantom scams. It sounds like a Halloween thing, but it's happening all year around. Uh, These are scams where victims are being harassed for weeks or months by someone who is trying to get them to pay a debt that they don't owe. The scammer calls and sounds pretty official. They say they work for a loan company, a law firm, or a government agency, and claim to be collecting an overdue payment. Most people say they don't owe any money, but the fake debt collector starts threatening to file a lawsuit, have wages garnished, issue an uh, an arrest warrant, or arrange for a court appearance. For example, one woman in Vancouver got a letter claiming to be from a car rental company. This letter said she had a debt of more than $15,000. But when she read the note, she realized she didn't rent that specific car, didn't visit the city, even they claimed she did at the time. And while that person was able to tell what was going on, the Better Business Bureau says many others aren't able to tell the difference between a real debt collector and a scammer. And one thing to remember is that BC has a two-year liability limitation period. And what that means is if it's been more than two years since you incurred the debt, it's too late for the creditor to take legal action. Inflation was down overall in September, but there was still plenty of sticker shock at the grocery store. That from Statistics Canada. StatsCan says inflation in September was 6.9%. Compared to August, which was 7%, they say the slight deceleration is mostly attributed to lower gas prices, but food continued to soar with food prices rising at the fastest rate since August of 1981. Health Canada says a recall has been issued for certain types of dry shampoo products. According to the agency, some bedhead, dove, and tresemme dry shampoos are being recalled because benzene has been detected. More than a million and a half units were sold in stores between January 2020 and as late as this October. The chemical is classified as a human carcinogen. Sounds pretty serious. And once again, those products are bedhead, dove, and tresemme dry shampoos. And if you need more information, go to the Health Canada website. Do you ever wonder how you and your household would do in the event of a major earthquake? With more than 3,000 earthquakes every year, British Columbia is the most seismically active area of Canada. So it pays to be ready. And this past Tuesday, it was the great BC shakeout. As homes, schools, and workplaces practice the drop, cover, and hold on response, Jocelyn Hewson is a public education coordinator for North Shore Emergency Management. She says it's important to create a culture that she calls be prepared, not scared, if there ever is a big one. One of the main takeaways is to learn the drop, cover, and hold on shakeout drill. That means when the earth starts shaking, drop to the ground, 
take cover under a sturdy piece of furniture and hold on until the shaking stops. Usually, our natural inclination in that situation is to run, is to flee. And that, Hewson says, is the absolutely wrong thing to do because most earthquake injuries are caused by flying and falling debris like ceiling tiles, light fixtures, and items on shelves. This is Vancouver Consumer. And when we come back, some great advice about your investments. It's been a turbulent time, and there are some bright spots out there and ways you can take advantage of that turmoil. We'll talk to the folks at GNF Financial when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. I'm Martin Strong. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. It is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. And when it comes to the financial markets, the past few years have been a little uh, uncertain, to say the least. And it can be really scary when it comes to to deciding where to put your money, your investments, your RRSP, whatever you're saving for. And one thing that is crucial is that you have some guidance, and my next guest can provide that. Stephen Brar is a financial advisor with Gulf and Fraser, GNF Financial Planning. You can find them online at gulfandfraser.com, and Gulf is spelled with a U. And uh, as I say, Stephen Brar is with us now. Hi, Stephen. How are you? Good, Martin. How are you? Uh, excellent. Excellent. And uh, this is a topic I love to talk about, financial planning, investing, um, you know, because I think I'm like a lot of people. I, I know a little. I know just enough to get me in trouble. And uh, I, I rely on uh, professionals to help me. And it seems like it's a really scary time. You're watching the global news and they're talking about the news and that's scary enough. But then in the ticker, you're seeing the Dow, you know, down 600 points. And then the next day it's up 400 points. And it's, it seems so turbulent. And uh, I'm not sure what my question is, but it's all about emotion and investing. And people have so much emotion when it comes to investing. And I guess that's kind of the key in having somebody like you, Stephen Brar, a financial planner, uh, to kind of sort of surf over the emotion and, you know, get into what really matters. Would you say that's true? For sure. And and I think the key word there, Martin, is the emotions. And, I, you know, as long as, um, you know, as long as I can remember, I mean, you know, even throughout recorded history, when it comes to emotions and money, um, these two things are very hard uh, for most folks to separate, you know, you, you look at, you know, uh, a family situation, maybe business partners and, and it just, you know, emotions and money. And, and, and the key really is, you know, for somebody like me is to help people to be a buffer, almost to be, a, you know, a firewall between their emotions and their money. Because investing, you know, when you, when you take away the emotions, the noise, the geopolitical stuff that's happening, and it's always been happening, um, it's a very systematic, scientific, defined process. It's, it's, it's the same as it's always been. There's nothing new under the sun, you know, regardless of the, you know, the, the, you know a YouTuber or some social media person uh, with some new schemes or whatever. It's, it's actually quite boring. You know, one of my favorite <laughs> quotes um, is from Paul Samuelson. I've got his quote, you know, in my office here. I look at it every day. 
He's a Nobel Prize winning economist. And he said this like, way back in the 70s, investing should be more like watching the paint dry or watching grass grow. If you want excitement, take 800 bucks and go to Las Vegas. <laughs> how it is, you know, for, for, you know, for, for our clients, our members at the credit union, we just use proven strategies um, that are based upon, you know, really uh, knowledge, facts, data, and that cuts through all of that market noise. And, you know, the, the, this kind of, a, uh, of approach helps us actually through the, through the volatility, through the market turmoil that, that's happening right now, you know, through the, the higher interest rates, the, in, the inflation, the unfortunate situation in Europe with the war. Um, and so that's really what I want to get across to the listeners today is just, you know, what are some of these uh, proven strategies? You know, what are the markets? How do the markets work? And once we have more knowledge, more information, more facts, you know, more truth, um, then we can have a little bit more peace of mind. You know, then we can, you know, uh, look at our statements and not maybe uh, be as, uh, you know, panicked, so, so to speak. And that's really what I want to get across today is just some information, some good knowledge and some just some good historical uh, data, right, to, to help us through this. Right. Stephen Brar is our guest, a financial planner with Gulf and Fraser uh, Financial, GNF Financial. You can go to gulfandfraser.com, G-U-L-F and fraser.com uh, to get more information. And I guess let's just jump in with the way the markets are right now. Uh, they are down. They're, they're just generally, they are down sharply. So I guess... Uh, I think I know the answer to this, but probably a lot of people are calling you and saying, should I get out of the market? Is it time to get out of the market now? So what's your answer to those people? Yeah, I mean, and, and that happens almost in, in every cycle when we have what I call a contraction or a bear market. And, you know, in history, they happen, you know, and they're bound to happen because it's just part of the economic cycle. And, you know, and, there, and there's really four things that are happening uh, in the economy at any given time, we're having an expansion, which we had over the last several years. You know, people, whether you're in stocks or in real estate, you look at your assessments and you're up 35%, your stocks are up, you know, double digits. So we had a nice expansion and then we hit a peak. And then after the peak, you get a contraction. And right now we're in the middle of this contraction. And then eventually we're going to hit a trowel, which they call the bottom. So the expansion, they call it a bull market. That's what we like. The contraction, they call it a bear market. We don't like that. That's happening right now. The good news is, and again, it's just dead, you know, good information, good data that kind of helps us. Expansions, historically, if we can go back 60, 70 years, on average, Martin, last 66 months. Contractions, on average, last 14 months. That is actually really good news. And that's why if you look at, you know, most asset classes, whether it's a good a stock or a good mutual fund or some good real estate over the last, you know, 30, 40, 50 years, things go up because the market is actually working in our favor if we understand how the market works. So these two numbers, 66 months expansion, 14 months contraction are good to know. If it was the other way around, um, everything would be going downhill and eventually going to zero, but that's just not how the, the markets work. So it feels bad. There's a lot of turmoil. We are going to get through this contraction. We will hit a trial, and then the market will go through the expansion phase. And that's just how Mr. Market or Mrs. Market, to be politically correct, works. And it's just good to work with the market rather than, you know, 
fret over the market or panic over the market. The market is the market. And if we work with the market, we can build wealth over time. And I'll give you an example. The last time that it really felt like this was the, you know, the 2008-2009 financial crisis. If someone had invested you know, $10,000 in a low to medium risk balanced portfolio, a balanced mutual fund at the start of 2007, by March 2009, that was a market bottom, that $10,000 would have dropped to $7,500. So, you know, a drop of uh, 25%. You know, right. in, a, in a fairly short time period, it was a pretty nasty time. I remember the fall of 2008, GM yeah. going back, Chrysler bankrupt, uh, AIG, the world's largest insurance company, bankrupt, and even uh, the, the largest mortgage lenders in the States, Freddie Mac and uh, the other one, Fannie Mae, were teetering on bankruptcy. It was bad. Um, and so the market was, was really down. So a lot of people, you know, unfortunately, threw in the towel. They said, I can't take this anymore. It's just too much pain. There's just too <laughs> much going on in the world. And they got out. And they might have gone into a more guaranteed investment like a GIC. So if somebody would have just thrown in the towel, bought a five-year GIC, not knowing that that was the bottom, 13 years later, they actually wouldn't have even broken even. They still would have been less than $10,000. But if they just did nothing, just stuck with Mr. Market, knowing, you know, 66-month expansion, contractions are 14 months, they don't last forever, that $10,000 initial investment would have grown to $26,000. They would have more than doubled their money. And if they would have put another $10,000 in at that bottom, just in this low to medium risk balanced fund, the total would have been $61,000. They would have been like six times their money. So, uh, sorry, three times their money. So, again, that's my advice. And my, and my advice always comes from, you know, just, again, getting back to historical data. The, you know, uh, the, the facts, how the market works. And we'll get more into that in detail, how investments work, what kind of investments we should have. But yeah, my advice is um, as long as you, you know, understand what you own, you don't own, you know, some speculative uh, high risk kind of stock or cryptocurrency where you're trying to double your money by Friday. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know about that stuff, but if you have good stuff, um, the good stuff, whether it's, you know, lower mainland real estate or uh, high-quality blue-chip, conservative, dividend-paying stocks, high-quality bonds, they do come back when the market goes back into its expansion phase, and it always does. (laughs) (laughs) And it always does. You have to be a little bit fearless, but you also have to be sensible and, uh, I guess, diversified. And that's where uh, you come in. Stephen Brar is a financial planner at Gulf and Fraser Financial, GNF Financial. Uh, you can find them online at gulfandfraser.com. Gulf is with a U. And uh, it is it is interesting. And I guess for a lot of people, they hear you talking about, oh, investing in real estate, investing in stocks, and they're a little intimidated by that. So what do you say for people who are just starting out um, how can GNF kind of get them uh, exposed to all these different things? Yeah, no, great question, Martin. I think one of the main things that, you know, folks should do is, you know, sit down with a you know financial planner, a financial advisor, and really talk about, um, you know, goals, short-term goals, medium-term goals, long-term goals, and even priorities. For example, you know, um, if somebody 
wanted to you know, buy a property a year from now, they wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily put them into the, the stock market. I, I might put them into a one-year term deposit because their goal is short-term. They need the money uh, a year from now. What, what that's called, it's called asset allocation. So asset allocation is something that uh, you know, we, we, we talk to our clients about all the time, and it's really based upon our time horizon, our risk tolerance, and, and our goals. So, for example, if somebody had more of a longer-term goal, retirement, they don't need the money for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, we would, we would put them into more of a growth asset like stocks and mutual funds. And so it's different for everybody, but, you know, the, the first step really is to figure out the asset allocation. And there's different asset classes. There's stocks, there's bonds, there's cash, you know, term deposits. Um, there's real estate, there's commodities, and for some people, you know, a new asset class, cryptocurrencies or digital, <laughs> but there's, there's different asset classes, and we've kind of figured out the, the correct asset allocation, and from there, you know, if, 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 if a client, for example, had, you know, a longer-term horizon, you know, and we put 70% of their portfolio in high-quality stocks, from there, we would diversify within the asset allocation, so it would be maybe some of the stocks would be U.S. stocks, maybe some Canadian stocks, some Asian stocks, some European stocks. And from there, we would diversify further into different sectors. So in the U.S., right. we might have the technology sector, the financial sector, um, the uh, consumer defensive sector. And from there, we would diversify even further. So in the technology wow. sector, we have one electric car company. We'd have many different uh, technology stocks. So asset allocation, diversification, these are the two keys that are the foundation of an investment portfolio. And it's not easy to do, especially if you yeah. want to do it properly. And so that's kind of what I do all day long. I, I help clients figure out the correct asset allocation, and then we diversify within that asset allocation. And that's how we design these portfolios. And that, again, that sounds it's not, great. It's not that easy to do, but there's a, there's a method behind it. It's systematic. It's scientific. It's a very defined process. And, uh, that's why I think it's important to sit down with somebody to do these kinds of things. And I'll give you the example. And that person, that, that person you sit down with is you. Stephen Brar, financial planner with golfandfraser.com, uh, GNF Financial. It's golf with a U. So uh, talk to Stephen. Uh, you get in touch with them. And if you are uh, someone who is wanting, wanting to get serious about your investments, uh, get a hold of them. And when we come back, I want to talk about uh, people who maybe are just getting into the market. Uh, or they, they are sort of wanting to dip their toe in and how they can get started with a, a real future plan that is bulletproof with GNF Financial. And that's when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin St and we are talking uh, about your investments with Stephen Brar, a financial planner with GNF Financial, golfandfraser.com. That's golf with a U, G-U-L-F and Fraser, A-N-D-F-R-A-S-E-R.com. And uh, we've been talking about uh, how important it is to take the emotion out of investing. Don't panic. Despite what's happening in the markets now, um, there are opportunities there. And the thing I always tell my, my kids 
uh, is when it comes to investing, the one thing that they have that other people don't have is the gift of time. Because I think, uh, I, I think in what you were saying is that time um, kind of can, can sort of even out a lot of bumps along the way. And you generally come out ahead if you have a good diversified portfolio, the kind that uh, Stephen would put together for you. So what do you say to someone who's uh, maybe young and, and, and living in Vancouver, all you're worried about is, you know, paying your rent or getting enough money to buy a house. The idea of putting money aside for an investment is, uh, you know, is a daunting task. But what is what do you say to young people who are who are thinking about uh, getting a plan together and are thinking about getting in touch with GNF Financial? What, what's your what's the first thing you talk to them about? Yeah, that's a great question, Martin. And, you know, for a lot of young folks, I mean, you know, it is, uh, uh, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, paying for education, uh, you know, some serious uh, inflation, you know, for, for education or saving up for a property. So it's tough. I mean, um, it, 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 it's, 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 it's tough for everybody. But definitely um, for young people, what I recommend, and it's simply just what I did when I was younger, you know, uh, I was fortunate enough to, to understand a program called dollar cost averaging. And, and, and basically, I don't want to get too technical, but basically what it means is just investing every month or investing every week and doing this automatically. And, you know, for example, you know, a, a, a younger person, you know, who's, who's just starting out, use a TFSA as an investment vehicle. And within this That's investment a- you know, a tax-free savings account. Savings account. So the gains that you make are going to be tax-free. But that, that's just a, a registration with the government. It's, it's a vehicle that we use. It's, a, it's an awesome vehicle. But within that vehicle, the TFSA, invest fifty dollars a month, or a hundred dollars a month, or whatever, or, or whatever you can afford. But do it systematically and use a process called pay yourself first. That's what I did because if you if you try to find that fifty bucks at the end of the month, it's just not going to be there. So Right off the top, off the paycheck, that's the best way to do it, or, or at the beginning of the month, put that 50 bucks aside. Before you put 50 bucks towards your cell phone bill or 50 bucks towards your, your DoorDash guy, you know, put that 50 bucks aside in your investment account and keep doing that. And then as your income grows, as your confidence grows, turn that into 75 bucks every two weeks or every month, then 100, then 150. You'll find 10. 15, 20 years from now, that money is going to be a lot more. And, 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 and that's really how to do it. it. It almost has to be an automatic approach. And the beauty of this approach, Martin, is I've set this up for my, I've got three um, university age girls. It's set up for them. I, I, I do this to this day. I've been doing this for over 30 years. I am right now, and, and, and the young people have set this program up, are literally buying low. They're buying high quality blue chip investments, and they're buying them on sale because of the market turmoil, because of the contraction that we're in. That's not going to last forever. They're buying stuff 20, 25% on sale automatically without even thinking about it. And as the market recovers, like it always does, one year, two years from now, the best return they're going to get is on the stuff that they bought today because they just bought uh, they, 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 they bought the good stuff cheap. It, it literally is, a sim- they're literally buying low and then eventually selling high. That's how simple this is. And that's a yeah. good thing. And, and it's <laughs> very simple to set up. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, if, I mean, it, it's something you can impress people at parties with when you say, well, I'm really into dollar cost averaging because it's <laughs> it's a phrase. I, I don't know a lot about, you know, financial planning and marketing, but that phrase is cool because you're basically you're buying low. Uh, when the market is down, you're buying and, and, and then the next month, maybe the market's high, but you're, you're averaging out what you're getting. And I think that's, that, that is, uh, like you say, that's a, a great way to, to not have to worry about all the fluctuations in the market. You're actually taking advantage of the market falling. And I, I guess that's the opposite of, uh, chasing the market because it seems like a lot of people, when they start out, when they think about investment, they think about, oh, I got to find hot stocks, and and you're always uh, chasing the market. It, explain what chasing the market is. Yeah, that, that's a good, that's a really good, uh, good question. Chasing the market, but just getting uh, just your, your 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 dollar cost average point. Just to to clarify that as well. The other thing that that it does, it literally um, again. Remember, we talked about separating your emotions. From your money by having that systematic automatic approach in place you are literally you know taking the emotions out you're actually buying you know when the markets are down if you don't have a program like that set up it's very hard to dip your toes into the market you say oh you know things are going to go lower but once you have that uh, uh that, that dollar cost averaging program in place it does help you separate the emotion from the money that's what we're trying to do but again chasing the market yeah we've heard a lot of that the last few years. And again, you know, it's, it, it, it is maybe, you know, some, someone on YouTube or social media or a friend or a neighbor or whatever telling you about, you know, this stock or this crypto or something, you know, where they double right. their money in a short time frame. And again, it works until it doesn't work. And what we're finding now, Martin, is my goodness, um, it's not working. It's a disaster. Many, many people in the last couple of years, whether they were chasing COVID stocks or crypto stocks, they're, they're really wiped out. Like some of this stuff is down, you know, 60, 70, 80, 90. Some of the stuff has gone to zero and it just doesn't work. It's never worked. And again, I get back to Mr. Market. Mr. Market does not like speculators and gamblers and people chasing the market and trying to double their money by Friday, uh, like I said earlier. And so that's not investing. And we don't, you know, we don't get into that kind of stuff. And, and unfortunately, it's very easy to do these days. I mean, it takes literally five minutes for somebody that has a cell phone to open up an online trading account, fund their account. Um, it's as easy as paying a bill. And uh, now you're an investor. You're off to the races and you can buy this and you can buy that and um, without understanding what you're doing without understanding asset allocation, without understanding diversification, without understanding the economic cycle, expansion, peak, contraction, trial. And it's a recipe for disaster. And it happens, you know, in every expansionary phase where people get caught up in chasing the market. And, and I'll give you an example. I mean, there's, there's lots of examples, but, you know, I don't want to mention specific companies, but yeah, there was a, uh, an exercise company uh, that was very, you know, uh, very popular during the COVID and, you know, their whole thing was people are never going to go back to the gyms and everybody right. exercising at home. And this, 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 this thing went from nowhere to this crazy, crazy price. And I think last time I checked, it's down 95% from its high. And I can name tons of these. Uh, there's, you know, uh, crypto kind of uh, uh, assets that are, you know, even the biggest one I believe is down, uh, you know, 70% from its high, about $2 trillion 
of people, you know, money, you know, just in the crypto markets wiped out, you know, wiped, wiped off the, uh, off the books. And again, that's what happens when you chase the market and you speculate and you gamble. It doesn't work that way. It never has and it never will. It's not investing. It's, it's, it's akin to gambling. Right, right. We're talking to Stephen Brar, financial planner with Golf and Fraser Financial, GNF Financial. Uh, and you can go to their website, golfandfraser.com, G-U-L-F-A-N-D-F-R-A-S-E-R.com. And uh, we're, we're talking kind of about younger people. And I guess it's it's more crucial for older people because they don't have as much time left in the market and maybe they're getting ready to retire. And I guess, you know, when somebody comes to you when they're, say, 50 years old and they come to Stephen Brar at GNF Financial, um, that's a different thing. And and I guess that's why it's important to to know every client and what they want, what their situation is, what their plans are. Um, so, you know, what do you recommend? I mean, obviously this is a, a kind of too general a question, but what do you recommend to someone who's who's starting to think about retiring? Um, how can you help them? For sure. That's a great question, Martin. You know, one of the, the main, main jobs of, of a financial planner is actually to talk about the financial plan. And, and, and I, just, I just love that part of my, my job. And, and the financial plan really is putting it all together. And the, the TFSA or the RSP or the investment is just one part of the financial plan. The financial plan takes everything into account. You know, we look at the RSPs, we look at the TFSAs, we look at a client's real estate, we look at government pensions, whether it's you know, CPP, OAS, we look at company pensions, we look at any, any other savings or investments that they have, we look at taxes, we look at inflation, we look at cash flow, budgeting, we look at their insurance, we look at estate planning, you know, will, power of attorney, we look at the education plan for their kids, we look at debt reduction, and, and there's other things that we can look at. I can keep going. And so what we do is we, we try to just have, have, a, have a deep conversation with our, with our clients, with our members, and really understand, you know, where they're at and, and, and get everything on the table, you know, get all that information on the table. And from there, we can put a financial plan together. And what I find is for a lot of our clients, we find that they're a lot more than their last 12-month rate of return or their next 12-month rate of return. That's just one part of, of their overall life, their, you know, the, the financial plan that we put together. And that's really the key. You know, I, I did one uh, financial plan recently for a colleague of mine. Um, he's worked in the credit union system for the past 40 years, and he retired just this past August. And he's been my client for many years, and I, I, I do these financial plans every year. It's just like, you know, do your taxes every year. You get a health checkup every year. You know, this is uh, something that we do. So we, we did the financial plan to set, you know, my client and his, his lovely wife off into retirement. And, and what we found with the financial plan is when we put everything together, we, we look at the, the, the big picture, the pensions, you know, we, we, you know, we take everything into account, you know, the, the real estate, things like that. RSPs, TFSAs, investments, all that kind of stuff, we find that we don't have to chase the market. We don't need to, you know, get 20% rate of returns. We can actually make it work for most people with a conservative rate of return. You know, in, in this client's case, you know, um, 
the, the portfolio historically has done about 7%, a low to medium risk portfolio. But all we really needed to achieve was 3.9% to hit right. all of our goals, you know, well, you know, into retirement till, till the end of the plan kind of thing. And that just puts a smile on the client's face. And what, and the most important thing it does is just gives that client, that member, peace of mind. Hey, you know what? We're going to be okay. You know, we're, we, yeah. we don't, you know, we don't have to, you know, yeah, there's stuff going on in the world. There's a lot of geopolitical stuff going on. There's market turmoil. There's inflation. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world. But the financial plan that, that Stephen did for us, you know, the detailed plan that took everything into account tells us we're fine. So, it, again, what the financial plan, the financial planner did was, again, separate Mr. and Mrs. Client from their emotion. That It was, right. it was a, a firewall. And, and then we'll revisit it next year, you know, just like we do our health checkup every year. We do our taxes every year just to make sure we're still on track. And that's, and that's the, the most rewarding part of our business. And again, the investments, it's just one part of it. And the investments, if they're properly asset, you know, if we do proper asset allocation and proper diversification. They look after themselves. That's, that's, the, right. that's a no-brainer. Well, that is why you should talk to Stephen Brar financial planner, obviously loves what he does. Uh, go to GNF Financial. You can find them online, golfandfraser.com. That's golf with a U. Uh, thank you, Stephen. That was a pleasure. Awesome. Thank you very much. Right on. I'm Martin Strong. And when we come back on Vancouver Consumer, how important is it that your pet is healthy? For your health as well, probably no more than you know. We'll hear how a lab at UBC is looking into that question. And they're also looking for volunteers who want to come in with their dog to take part in a research study. That's when uh, Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. A new lab at UBC's Vancouver campus is looking for research participants of the four-legged variety. The new Human-Animal Interaction Lab at the university is inviting pet dogs and their owners to be part of some canine cognition research. The lab says the goal is to learn more about why dogs do the things they do and how their human friends affect them and how they affect us. They hope it will help pet owners at home, but also uh, help how dogs are treated at animal shelters and in therapy settings. The researchers also say the tests won't be scary or uncomfortable. They've made the lab room really warm and inviting. Lots of plants, which hide the cameras. And yes, lots and lots of dog toys. And if you're a hound and you are interested, Go to the ubc.ca webpage and click on the research tab. And when you think about the bond between us and our pets, it's pretty amazing. And there's probably a lot that we don't know about that bond and the emotional benefits to both us and our pets. The term human-animal bond care is one of uh, those phrases that's being used more and more in veterinary care And what it is, is care that extends beyond medical treatment to consider the emotional well-being and the relationship attachment between pets and caregivers. There are six veterinarians in Canada with human-animal bond certifications, and one of them is based in Vancouver. Dr. Davis Wood is a veterinarian with Mulberry Lane Pet Wellness in-home 
veterinary care, which serves Vancouver and Burnaby. He says there are emotional and physical health benefits that come from human-pet interactions. Basically, pets have a healing effect on us. And Wood says it works both ways. We can have a healing effect on our pets. And Dr. Wood says it's important for us to keep that bond with our pets stress-free. And one of the things that animals stress about the most is going to the vet. And that's why the Mulberry Lane Clinic, as well as many, many more veterinary clinics, are starting to offer house calls. And according to Global Marketing Insights Incorporated, the mobile pet care market is expected to exceed $1.6 billion by 2030. And those numbers come on the heels of a 2020 study by the Canadian Veterinary Medical Association, which predicts a veterinarian shortage of up to 35% within the next 15 years. So I guess the bottom line is it will continue to be a challenge to find a doctor, whether, whether you walk on two legs or four. But at least they'll be making house calls. And that's it for this edition of Vancouver Consumer. We'll be back next Saturday at 2 p.m. I want to thank our producer, Leo Coelho. I'm Martin Strong. Stick around. The news is next. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.